You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? I mean, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. It's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the Doctor. I'm a traveller in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to Earth Station Who. We are back again. I hope you guys enjoyed last time us going back to Dragon Con and doing Doctor Who 101. We heard a lot of good responses to it and got a lot of good feedback from people all across the different Facebook groups and also the Brit Tracks. And of course, a big thank you for the Brit Track folks for having Earth Station Who as part of their crew this year. And hopefully, we'll be back again next year. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully we will we'll see. really be back again next year. That's a whole different story on itself. You know, the virtual Dragon Con was an adventure. I'm pretty sure that's how 2021's Dragon Con is going to be also. So it should be very interesting to see what happens. But we've got a great one for you this week, folks. We are going to one of the restored episodes. We are looking at the Faceless Ones. The second doctor is back and he says goodbye to two companions in this one. And it Yay. felt like it felt like they left very Ooh. early in the story. No, no, <laughs> they left him just in time. <laughs> but it it was awesome. It was a lot of fun watching the faceless ones. And we're gonna be going back to April of nineteen sixty-seven. So it should be very interesting to see and got a great crew to talk all about this one. Of course, let's say hey to Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. How are you, my friend? I am Peachy Keen. Is this the first time you've seen or read or anything with this one? Oh, yeah. This is, yeah, this is brand new. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, um, I haven't really uh, done much with the, um, uh, what is it, the, like the, the recaps or whatever. Right. Um, so... So um, I when they you know when they come available and they are uh, animated in the force fashion that's uh, I'm I'm eagerly watching those. No, oh, sure, that totally makes sense. I and think it, I've seen all of the ones I'm animated up to this point. Yeah, I think we have. I think we've reviewed all of them so far. Uh, we also have Mary Oko with us. Hello, everybody! It is fantastic to be here. Oh, is this your first experience with this one? Yes, I mean, I've heard about it and kind of read the synopsis, but this is the first time I've seen any of it. Oh, gotcha. Totally makes sense. And then, of course, joining us, the man, the myth, the legend, 
Kirby Bartlett Sloan is back with us. It's a flying beastie. It's a flying beastie. It's, it's a dragon doctor. Yeah. Run away, run away. Run away, exactly. It was it was a lot of fun. Have you, did you read the Target books, Kirby, or is this your first? Yeah, the Target books, I don't have this. I'm looking at my shelf here. I don't have this particular one. I have uh, seen the um, the pre-animated version of this where they just did the, the screenshots. Right. Well, I know they had, they still had episode one and episode three yes. existing. Yes. And I just this. rewatched the, the existing ones rather than, as well as the animated ones. Right. No, that that totally makes sense. So cool. I'm, it's gonna be fun to do this. This was my first time seeing the actual full one. I've seen all of episode one of this, and I was like, "Damn, why couldn't we see more?" <laughs> yeah. And I had read the Target books back in the probably '90s or late '80s. To so it so I knew that I was familiar with the story, but it was neat to see it actually up on the screen. So that's what made it even more better more better god my english is great tonight you know <laughs> more betterer more betterers yeah that's cool well we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home please write us a feedback at earthstationwho.com definitely would love to hear from you guys of course you could also find earth station who up on all the media feeds that you can think of wherever you could find podcasts including amazon that's right we are part of amazon music now so all you have to do is go hey alexa Play the Earth Station Who podcast on Amazon Music. Great. You just, awesome. you just activated one of my <laughs> devices. See, I got it. This works. It works. It's perfect. Alexa, stop. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is perfect. So it's awesome that we can actually be heard through Alexa. So it's pretty cool. And definitely, you know, let us know, you know, if if we're missing some 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 player or something. If you you know have some place you want to hear or station who, please let us know. We will put it up there. We're not too proud to do that kind of stuff. It's pretty awesome. So definitely got a lot to talk about. Uh, we do have a little bit of Doctor Who news. That's right, folks. I know we're just a little bit about a month away from the New Year's special. So we're going to have some brand new Doctor Who not that far from us. But we did get some news about the next season, season 13, that they are cutting it by three episodes. So we are looking at eight episodes now. I remember the good old days when we had, like, 13 or 14 episodes. Yeah, those days uh, are long gone. And, you know, I I understand, you know, with COVID, them cutting back. But I hope this is not, you know, a permanent thing. What are your guys' thoughts on this? I think they're trying to save money. Yeah. <laughs> and this is how they did it. It's just yeah. that it's their biggest money maker. Why? I I want us to go back to the days where we had so many episodes. Well, you would want it where they had like ten four four part stories in the <laughs> Doctor Who each season. Which would no, be pretty actually, awesome. actually, I, I enjoyed the first like four or five seasons of. Or series of the new of the new that, that that format was great and how how many episodes were there per season 13 i think there were 13 and then yeah, there was a holiday special yeah yeah 
So that was, I think, perfect because it, yeah. it gave time if they wanted to build a story, uh, like a season-long arc or something, or if they just wanted individual stories, but to give a variety of stories. Now it's going to be more Chibnall all the time, you know? So. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I've been thinking that we would be lucky, quote-unquote, uh, to get any new doctor who next year at all and i guess this is you know their way of trying to make sure that at least that happens in some way um i mean it's still not a done deal um in the world being what it is it you know production could shut down or be you know things could happen so um you know there still may not we still might not get any uh, new who uh, next year but um you know if it's eight i just hope it's the best eight <laughs> like, like you know like like you know like you know i mean i think if uh less chimnal <laughs> well yeah i mean i guess i don't you know um you, were, you know i mean i think the last couple seasons we could have like trimmed a few episodes <laughs> so um I, you know i i don't know but you know as long as as long as he's still got enough time and they wrote it in such a way that they can tell whatever story they want to tell. Um, uh, that's, that's the important thing because we know now that Dr. Who, like they, they craft a whole season around a particular story. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what we need is fewer companions. Well, you're going to, yes. get, you're getting that. Supposedly. Supposedly. Well, unless, unless they replace them with yeah, somebody well, else. And we, what we, we need is what we need is all Graham. Well, all of course, the time. all the time. We don't as even long need as it. it's eight episodes of Graham. Like, oh, that's too yeah. completely different. That's not going <laughs> exactly. to happen. <laughs> now, you, if we're talking less episodes with Graham in it, then that's a shame. Yeah, and then uh, then we're going to have to protest. That's the real tragedy. Okay. Yes, Mike Gordon is booking us tickets right now on his credit card to the BBC, <laughs> so we could protest in Cardiff. <laughs> more Graham all the time. More Graham all the time. It could work, you know. So. Give us Graham. Give us Graham. Well, you know, you know, Graham is going to be the new leader of Torchwood. You know, you got to realize that it's the it's, it's the it's the new acronym. Gug. Gug. Give us Graham. Give Gug. Us Graham. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Gug. Gug. That's that, you know, if we were naming our episodes after things that we talk about in this episode, that would be the perfect title for this episode. Gug. It doesn't get better than that. No, it doesn't. It never does, which is pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm happy that, you know, we're going to get more Jody, but I'm not happy. That's only eight episodes worth. And, you know, I, I want, I want to see more of her and not less of her. And I'm hoping, you know, cause I know she's signed on for two more seasons, but if they're shorter seasons, so then it, yeah, maybe it's only one season, mm, right? To spread over two parts. Well, exactly, and then on top of that, we do have the 60th anniversary coming up in three years. So, oh my goodness! Yeah, it's it's snuck up on us yeah, already. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're. We're chugging along, and it's just—it's just amazing to see that we have, you know, this coming along. I'm going to be curious to see what they do for the 60th anniversary, but you know, 
we'll have to do you, wait. Do you think you think it's still going to be Jody as the doctor at that point? I would like to see no. that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and I don't think. I really she, do you think? It, do you think it'll still be Chibnall in charge at that point? I oh hope God, not. no, no. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have no idea who, who I want to see as the next showrunner either. So, you know. There's been names thrown around, but I don't think anyone's serious. So, I yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. So, I mean, there were a lot of names thrown around before Chimdall was named. Oh, I know, and you know, I would love to see Neil Gaiman, but I know he doesn't have the time. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Right? He's you know he's come out and said he'd love to do more Doctor Who, but he doesn't. You know. He's, He's just, just has too many other projects going on. Yeah, and I think that would be a case kind of like in the Moffat time where you're getting a guy who's a great writer, but not necessarily a great showrunner. No, agreed. Agreed, agreed. So I mean, you need, you know, this show needs a, it deserves a great showrunner. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'd be very curious to see. So fingers crossed, you know, but. We'll have to wait and see, and you know, I think we'll have might have a somewhat better idea, maybe after the holiday special. And we should actually be seeing a trailer relatively soon for the holiday trailer. Yeah, you know, for the oh holiday. yeah, for the holiday, yeah. Yeah. So I'm very curious. Are they still doing? Um, are they still doing something for? Are they still doing? Uh, what is it? Um, the the charity thing they usually do this time. Of year. That was a week or two ago, and they just. Oh, they just had um, Jody talking with um, one of the companions, not Graham. I don't. Remember. I didn't see it. Only heard about it. Oh, oh I don't. I don't care. I don't care. It's not Graham. <laughs> I was going to say yeah, it wasn't Graham, so well, it's then. not important. It yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, exactly. It doesn't count. So, <laughs> so is that what is that? Red Nose Day? Is that what yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, last year was great what they did. I remember that where, you know, they said that they were off filming and the the child who was up on the stage was a huge Doctor Who fan. And she says, wait a minute, I'm the Doctor. And she pointed the sonic screwdriver at the screen and the whole backdrop opened and they were just backstage waiting. It was awesome. And to see the look on the kid's face was just Yeah, that amazing. was a really good one. And she's so good with them, you know, and it's just like... I can't stand it when I see people like, oh, she's horrible as the doctor. She doesn't connect to the audience. Yes, she does. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, and and despite the bad writing. Yeah. No. I mean, I, she really shines above it. She does. She does. She does. And hopefully, knock on wood, she'll be around for quite a few years. But, you know, I hope it's just not the three and done like they've the other doctors have done. So, because that means end of next season, regeneration already. So now she'll be the next Tom Baker and go for seven years. Hey, I'd be okay with that, and yeah, I'd love to, I, I, I would love to see those fanboys' heads explode when she does. I I don't know if I see her staying on without Chibnall. No, I don't think that would happen because she worked with Chibnall in uh, those that other series. Broad church. Broad church, yeah. 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 They're they're pretty tight. So I don't know if um and she probably wants to go on and do other things as well. So um I I would think that uh yeah. Um if she's got two years left on her contract, I would say that she's gonna do that unless something else happens and they get rid of her and Chibnall. So mm. 
We'll have to wait and see, but we definitely would love to, you know, have new Doctor Who. That's all that matters. With yeah, more eight, eight, eight episodes is better than no episodes. That's true. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> Come on. Every, you know, just think about it. Every time we don't get new Doctor Who, that gets us a little bit closer to Trial of a Time Lord. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so bring on as much new Doctor Who as yeah, possible. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now I'm really yeah, mad that there's yeah, not 13 yeah, or 11 episodes. Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I see, I'm not as crazy as people think. See, you know, I do have my, you know, ways of thinking of things. So. But you know we have we, you know we haven't even gotten into Doctor Who fan fiction and Doctor Who other audios. Doctor Who fan fiction. Yeah, exactly. That'll be our next podcast. <laughs> exactly. Or you know, hell, we still got to do reviews of Torchwood, so we're, we're not and Sarah Jane. So you know, we've got plenty of time. Nine. That's true. I love Sarah Jane Adventures. It was so great. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So it'll be interesting to see and. Is Sarah Jane Adventures available on BritBox? Or... I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't remember seeing it. No, because, yeah, it would be great to figure out how we could see that without getting the discs. I've got uh, the discs. <laughs> okay, we'll camp out at Kirby's house after the virus. <laughs> Party at Kirby's. Exactly. My, my girls love this show so much that I had to get them. I think I had one season. I had the one where the Santarin was on the front cover. I think if I'm not going insane for a change, I think that was the one where she met Matt Smith's doctor for the first time. Oh yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, lots of good stuff. So it should be very interesting to see what happens. So probably, I think we only have after this episode goes out, I think what we have two more episodes before we get to the new year special. So we'll be, wow. we'll be ready. Woohoo. I can't wait. <laughs> so definitely let's jump in now with uh, the faceless ones. Let's go back to April 8th, 1967. And we are going to talk about the faceless ones, which has been mostly missing for many many years and thank goodness they're doing the animation so that way we got to be able to watch it first question i'm going to ask to all you guys if since we all watched it did you guys watch it in color or did you watch it in black and white black yeah, and there were, white there, baby there there were five options yeah i <laughs> on know the disc. it was pretty um, awesome but i chose uh black and white and i chose uh live action for the episodes 1 and 3 and animation for the rest okay yeah, me me too i chose color for them and i did all of them animated since i and i also went back and watched the original ones uh by themselves just mm-hmm. to keep it. i i did the same thing kirby did except for i did in black and all in black and white so it's interesting. We all did some, something slightly different, which is cool. So, you know, except for Mary and Mike, who just copied each other. They wrote each other. How are you doing? Hey. It? You know. You're just jealous because we're right and you're not. Absolutely. Well, what happened? So. <laughs> Since I was. Question. Question for you. Sorry. sorry question for you, Kirby, because you had done. You had reviewed this also already, right? You had seen this for your 20 megabyte right yes. show. Now, 
you want now at that point you watched the reconstruct what did you what did you watch then well we watched obviously the two originals that are still in intact and then we watched oh what are those things called uh the telesnaps telesnaps yeah okay and now so are, i was i was familiar with the story already which is why i chose the color gotcha now is that the same the telesnaps is that the same as what's on the third disc with the uh, yeah, the telesnaps that they I have so. on disc I, I three. Think so, but there's different different teams put together the telesnaps uh, in different ways. So, and I didn't watch those with this set. I I still have the ones I watched three or four years ago. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, that, that's it's interesting. Though that this is. Did Did you feel like? You, the story still held together with the telesnaps? Uh, yes. Just, Although I did like seeing it animated a lot better. Mm-hmm. A lot better. I I oh. think, um, and we've said this, I think, on the last couple, but I think they've the group that they've got who are animating these are just getting better and better. They are. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Uh, yeah. Did you watch the, um, the extra about? Yep. yep. It? it was very interesting. It was interesting and it was neat to see that, you know, their process is just getting a little more modern, more complete. And mm-hmm. I've, I felt it didn't bother me like when we watched Enemy of the World or we watched um, the, the first Doctor story where they were back in the French Revolution. It was right. And that, it was like an anime style. Yeah, it was very it was tough just- to watch. Yeah. yeah, that one was really difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. So uh, this one actually... It worked really well for me and it was very smooth. I enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, it was a little awkward seeing the two animated characters kiss. I thought it was probably, you know, (laughs) seeing Jamie and I think what was her name? Her name is Samantha. Yeah. They, it it was probably just as awkward on screen as, (laughs) you know, probably was animated, but it was, it was a lot of fun and it was very interesting how little Ben and Polly were even in this story. Well, you know why? Why? Cause, cause they got fired after the second episode. <laughs> really? <laughs> they had, they had already filmed, you know, the end where they reappear, reappear. They'd already filmed that. Ah, I didn't know that. So to tell. Come on, Mary. Well, I mean, that's all I know. Oh. <laughs> they they were let go after the second. They, that, I mean, that was their contract. They were contracted up through the second episode. Well, oh, so basically, it was the same thing. What happened with Dodo and the War Machines? Yeah, but a little, a little uh, cleaner than Dodo just disappearing. Yeah. No, they actually were able to do their farewells, but so they were just because it, it just felt like it was mostly a Doctor and Jamie story, and which they, didn't bother oh, me at Samantha. all. No, yeah, the, no. the original idea was to bring Samantha in as a companion, but she decided not to do it. Oh, okay. Hmm. So and she like waited. She, she waited forty companion. years and and came in as Queen Victoria in Tooth and Claw instead. Right. That's right. That is right. Because it was interesting because she, I thought exactly what you just said. It felt like that they were setting her up to be the new companion. Yeah, they were. They Mm -hmm. were, but she turned it down. Hmm. 
that does happen sometimes. I remember recently when we did, uh, which one was it? Oh, it was uh, Delta and the Bannerman. And there was the char- one character that we felt like was going to replace, uh, but they brought in Ace instead. So, because it, it was this very similar character to Ace. So, but at least, you know, Mel well, got her big farewell. <sighs> Yuck. Well, we, oh, God. we spoke with Sophie uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she was actually brought in to be Ray in Delta and the Bannerman, but they decided to do do it slightly differently. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. So, I, I haven't seen you, you guys do Delta and the Bannerman yet. I, I'm one of those odd people that loves Delta and the Bannerman. Yeah, we've done we, it. we did that about a year yeah. ago, actually. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, because that's how we knew about this. But, yeah, it was interesting. And it was just like watching this. It just felt like, okay, after the whole thing where Polly was this person from Germany without a German accent and wearing <laughs> yes. this wearing the same clothes that Polly was wearing and it was just like what you know type thing so i just and it was it was an interesting story what did you guys think of the bad guys the chameleons i actually thought this was an instance where the villains were good villains I mean, they were actually an integral part of the story instead of just being on the sidelines like a lot of time they are. Mm-hmm. And they weren't, I mean, they weren't absolutely stupid. They, you know, they, what, what they were doing sort of made sense if you look, look past all the plot holes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, kidnapping young people to, like, revitalize their society or... Something like well, that. They had lost their identity. Exactly. <laughs> I so, wasn't quite sure why they were bringing in just young people. Because old people die faster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Very. really, that was it. They just lasted longer. <laughs> this, this if you're gonna get a, if you're gonna get a vehicle, get a new one. Um, you know, I think uh, as far as the bad guys goes, I I kind of wish that. Uh, the the guy who we saw in the last act played like the main bad guy. Uh, I wish he had kind of been a main bad guy earlier. You mean the director? You, yeah, you don't really get a chance to to you you kind of hear about a director early on, but you don't really get to see him. And you know, there's no active like lead bad guy until the very end. Um, and I thought it was kind of cool making him the um, the inspector um using that actor because i think he did a pretty good job at both um but i think it would have been it would have been better or i think it would have been cool if it was like maybe like a zygon situation where he had been like a chameleon all along you know and 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 then revealed it at the end in the last act instead of just you know i don't know i just uh i i think it was it was a it was a it was a good lat it was a good big villain but we didn't see the, enough of him, I think. Right. You just had his, basically his henchmen working the whole time as the two pilots and the people working at the airline. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he seemed a bit like a prototype master in a way. Mm, yeah. I mean, they even, I mean, even to the miniaturizing, <laughs> you <laughs> That's know, <true>. the people. <laughs> now, this was one of the first times 
Uh, well, actually, this was the first time I'd watched this since re-seeing Terror of the Zygons. Right. And I had not made the Zygon connection, really, between when I first saw the faceless ones. I didn't think, oh, it's Zygons. And it's basically Zygons. Oh, it is. Well, completely. Yeah, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Very similar, but it, I mean, I don't know. It's not... It, they, it's not the yeah. same. It, yeah, they can't just like... They can't just change on a on a lark, you know. They have to go through a process, and they, I think they they use the original host, unlike the Zygons, right? Well, the original Zygons use the original host as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember that scene where they're in the yeah, right. Because they had to keep the original Zygon, the original hosts alive. The only difference was they didn't have to have the Wii controller on their wrist. (laughs) The Wii controller. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my daughter was calling it. (laughs) (laughs) It did look like a Wii controller, (laughs) And and it was just like, oh, okay. I guess they were, and it's like, wait a minute, they didn't have Wii controllers back in 1967. <laughs> or did they? Mm, wobbly, But yeah, and so it was just interesting to see that, you know, they had, you know, these shape changers. You know, when they said faceless ones, though, because I always pictured it that the chameleons didn't have facial features at all, they were just blank. And, you know, that's why I can't breathe, you know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's more like they're just all the same. Yeah, exactly. They just all look the same. So, you know, just a creature with lots of veins, as I said, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the original shots of them are, they're just like, a it just looks like a face of mush, you know, a head of mush, mm-hmm. um, which is quite disturbing, actually a little bit more disturbing than the animated version of it. I think the animation, uh, the animated version of them look pretty cool. Um, almost uh, almost like something out of They Live. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I like the eyes that blink sideways. Yes. 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 Nice touch. Yes. And I think that was added for the animation. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't an original detail. I doubt yeah, it. They, they weren't that sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they had eyes back then. In, I don't the, think in the original. so. Yeah, no. They just bumped into stuff. Um, so. So yeah, it it was interesting and I liked, you know, it was a typical I don't want to say base under siege, but it kind of was the airport was under siege instead and they kept on it felt like a lot of it was because it was six episodes, it felt like they were kept on filling a little bit. Oh, let's go back to the chameleon headquarters. Let's go back to the commandant's office. Let's go back to the desk. You know, it's just like three scenes right there. Boom, 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 over and over again. Well, that's what, that's what gets old for me is that, you know, in the main, in the, I think the first half, maybe even the first four story of episodes, the commandant seems like he's the main bad guy. Uh, not because he's part of the chameleons, just because he's the main guy that's in the way. Yeah, he's just and kind he's, of incompetent in a way, but he gets and better. He's, yeah, and he's the strongest personality. But he comes around, once he comes around pretty easily, then he kind of just becomes not really an, uh, like a, a factor. Um, uh, and then he gets sort of like tag teams with the with the director. Yep. So that just allows the director to take over. Mm-hmm. The inspector. Well, the inspector slash okay. director, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Are they time lords? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously the one the one guy who was the immigration guy is a time lord because he's played by the same actor who played Andred that Leela ran off with. Yeah, oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. actually, I thought the airport was kind of a good setting. I mean, it yes. kind of led, you know, veracity to the story that they they had they actually used Gatwick. They filmed there, and I thought it actually worked pretty well. I did think the beginning was really silly, though. I mean, I could see like Jamie running away from oh, that airplanes, silly. but the rest of them, I was like, the doctor shouldn't be running away from an airplane. I mean, granted, you want to get out of the way, but I mean, he was acting as terrified as everybody else, and I was like. He knows what one of these things. And is. and why wouldn't you turn and run back in the to the TARDIS? <laughs> well, it was right in the middle of the runway. That's true. Well, yeah, exactly. It's just like, and it must have been freaky for Jamie because he had never ever seen anything like an airplane before. At that right. point, yeah, and, well, you could totally understand why he was running. Yeah, yeah, but the other this is his second. Well, his no, third story, third. but his second time traveling, right? Because the first time he travels is in the Macrotera, which we just saw. Right. Right. Wasn't and he? Then, a, he was also in Moonbase, I think. Wasn't he? Is Moonbase yes. before Macrotera? Yeah. I don't since, remember the order. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Macrotera so. was right before this one. That's right. All right. Yeah, oh, and he's in Underwater yeah, Menace, too. So, yeah, this is not, I mean, this is yeah, early, he, but it's not that early. It's like he his fifth story. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, so, so he was like in five. This is like his fifth story already by this point. Gotcha. But, he, but I and, think it was his first time in mo- modern Earth. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And you mentioned the kiss. And it's weird because I I don't think I'd ever seen that early, like a companion kiss somebody before. Didn't in the Aztecs? No, I guess not. But, you know, the doctor kissed that old lady or the. Uh, no, I don't think they kissed. No. She yes, that's right. She just made him hot cocoa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly the uh companions, even though a lot of them were romantically linked prior to this, um, I don't think they ever yeah. they ever kissed. And uh, like I said, I don't remember any other uh companion getting a love interest like that enough that they would do that. So that that kind of surprised me. Seeing them kiss, I was like, Whoa, is that a is that a first for Doctor Who? <laughs> Probably yeah. not, but we might have missed something. I don't remember seeing Ian and Barbara making out ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a picture I just didn't need. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that's just one. But, you know, and it was kind of funny. I love that, you know, when Fraser was taken over by the chameleon and he was using his real voice, he wasn't doing the, the accent. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. And so that was actually pretty awesome, also. Did you guys notice, and this is probably something, a joke the animators put in, at the police station where yep. they showed the police officers coming out, did you see the Degato master on the wanted posters? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't uh, see that. I missed that. And, yeah. Well, the, the uh, current master is also on the wanted post. Wanted yeah. Post. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I did notice that the... Um, that all the police officers look exactly the same. Like I was like, yeah. I'm like, are they chameleons? <laughs> I was, I was fully, yeah. I was fully expecting the police officers to be chameleons. I was the, shocked. The thing about that is that uh, that's obviously 
uh, episode one already exist and they are obviously different so so uh but yeah in the animation they're exactly exactly every, the same every policeman is exactly the same yeah it's the same, they use the same model there's policeman which you know is 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 fun i think it's not really it doesn't take away from it to me it just it's kind of a fun thing but it's just odd no. especially when you're talking about a story with chameleons with you know aliens can, right, can take right. over it's like mm, that could be you know people might get you know like mixed up there confused but yeah that's the word yes some of the other easter eggs that the animators put in uh instead of the uh, sasha dewan master uh on the on the bulletin board in the police station in episode six you still have roger delgado but you've got the meddling monk Mm-hmm. exactly in, in episode six also there's a flyer for waterfield antiques which the doctor and jamie are about to visit in evil of the daleks uh and uh the eye test has uh the words big ron backwards which is from dimensions in time and bad wolf backwards and you know what that is yeah we knew that mm-hmm. one <laughs> and uh episode six there is a sign advertising magpie electricals Oh yeah, I yeah. That. yeah, it was the nice little touches the animators put in was perfect. I was, I was pretty amazed with that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, they were having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Very so, much. So, um, so we got to talk about Benedict's mom for a second. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I had I've been doing a ever since uh, Diana Rigg passed away I've been doing a rewatch of all her episodes on the Avengers and she's in an episode in 1965 an early episode of the Avengers so I just seen her in that and then a couple later years later she's doing this and of course I think what is it um, three or four years after this she's in one of my favorite shows with UFO um, and uh, I mean it's amazing to me that she's got like a pretty good like you know geek science fiction portfolio already like it's not even 1970s she's already got like you know a pretty good she's been in doctor who the avengers the saint and 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 ufo and everything and um i'm just glad that in the last like story in the last couple of episodes they give her something significant to do because she's pretty much just there as uh I don't know. I don't want to say eye candy, but she's just pretty much there for like four episodes. And then they finally, with the, with the doctor and everything, um, they give the doctor like trusts her and gives, and they give her something to do, which I thought, okay, well now she's more interesting. Oh, I definitely. thought it was odd that they changed her costume for the uh, animated version from what she was wearing in, in the episode one, episode three, that we actually hmm. already. Expected. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Well, mm-hmm. I went back and watched episodes one and three in <laughs> the original ones and noticed that. Was it and just, you know, is it so that they changed it to something that was easier to animate? Probably. Or what, yeah, I don't probably. know what the difference was, but. That's probably it. And, uh, you know, she's, she's been on Doctor Who three times. Really? Oh, really? I didn't know she'd been on other Doctor Who. Yeah, she was uh, the, uh, she played two characters uh, Thea Ransom and Findal Core, an image of the Findal. And she was also Faroon in Time in the Rani. Oh. Well, I try to forget Time in the Rani. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I Time, know Time in the seen... Rani, I think, was the first time, first thing I reviewed with you guys. <laughs> I think, yeah. well, it might have been. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I didn't remember that. Um, 
I don't know that I've seen. Have I seen Image of the Fendal? Oh, you yeah. need to see Image of the Fendal. Yeah, we've seen it. It's, it's a Tom Baker one, so I must yeah. have seen yeah. it. But um, wow, I didn't, I didn't even recognize her. I'd have to go back. So, but, but she's really prominent in this one, obviously. Yes, very much so. So it's interesting, though. It was a very. I thought the story was interesting, but I thought it was really lame where all the bodies were hidden at the airport. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they didn't try very hard. <laughs> oh, they're in the car park. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> Not even in the trunks. They were no. just, yeah, in sitting, just in the, sitting in the car in the, park. In the seat, like just in the sun. I'm like, oh, those those that's are going to be some great there's going to be some ripe folks oh it would have been kind of stinky there for a bit yeah marvin what are you doing in the car park parking cars of course of course i didn't know if they were shrunk like i kept thinking like okay are they looking for small people like are they did they shrink them or are they full size because um when they when they were in that uh when they were going to the doctor doctor's office um uh um, Wanda's character uh, says something about like, I wish my files were this neat, you know, and I was thinking, oh, is that a clue? Is that where they are? And then yeah, they in the filing off. cabinet or something. Or I was expecting okay. them in all those little cans of oil or something like that. Yeah. They were on the on the walls. That would have been kind of creepy. Yeah. Is there a, is there a screenshot of what the, the, like the little versions of people look like? Were they just dolls? Do they just use dolls? Do we know? I'm I don't, sure they're dolls. Nope, they used real people, but they shrank them down. <laughs> I don't remember because I didn't watch uh, the reconstructions, uh, the the snaps this time around. Gotcha. Yeah, Troughton was awesome though. Troughton was amazing. Oh in yeah, this. yeah, it's really the, good. It's a, this is a great uh, Troughton story, mm-hmm. and it was once again he's the smartest man in the room, and that's the way. And everyone was underestimating him. Even like when he was getting gassed and he was, you know, he was able to take care of the gas, you know, containers. Yeah, he had it figured it out. He had it figured out. Mm -hmm. And it it was awesome. It was really awesome. He knew that, you know, that they, it was not, the airplane was not going to Italy or to Amsterdam or any of those places. And he knew, you know, and like when he said, oh, they're going up. That's why it looks like it's standing still. Mm-hmm. on the radar and it's like but that's impossible it's like is it <laughs> and i love how he does that i love how he does that yeah i mean i thought the animation was good but but watching the original episodes that we have really made me want to see the rest of the original mm-hmm. i mean oh man i just, just for just for him yes yeah yeah well and jamie too i mean i, I just I brought up the Polly. I just brought up the telesnaps for uh, episode five, and it's dolls. The dolls. It's okay. dolls. Okay. No, I totally understand that. Have you guys, um, any of you guys watched The Queen's Gambit yet at all? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, Patrick Troughton's grandson is in the series because he, he was also in Harry Potter. Because he was uh, one of the Dursleys. And, you know, the family that Harry lived with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the he was the cousin that was really rotten to him. But it's just, it was 
amazing. Um, since then, the kid is now in his probably his twenties, and his real his name is uh, Harry Melling. He is Patrick Troughton's grandson, and there are scenes now because he's lost a ton of weight and everything. He looks just like his grandfather. Wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! It is amazing. I'm going to see if I could pull up. Here you go. I'm going to share my screen with you guys. Sorry, folks at home, but I just, <laughs> I, I, I just w- Google it. Google it. Along. <laughs> yeah. But you can play along at home and Google. Just play, Google. play along, folks, because it is it is almost spooky in a couple scenes. Look at that. Oh, wow. Oh. Mm, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. And it is amazing. In a few scenes, you see Patrick Troughton completely. And it's just it's just awesome. And he plays, you know, one of the rivals and becomes an ally later. But spoilers. Oh, well. <laughs> but, yeah, he it's pretty awesome. If you get a chance to see the Queen's Gambit, it is wow. truly awesome. Maybe he's a now he's maybe he's a can be a front runner for the next doctor. Well, he's young enough, you know, if they were going the same way, you know, that <laughs> they were going with Matt Smith and stuff, you know, how people were like going, oh, Matt Smith is tw-. at the time, I think when he was. I think it was like 26 or 27 when he was, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was something like they were joking. Oh, Justin Bieber is going to be the next doctor. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> and instead they went old, which is cool. Cause I love Dr. Number 12. He is awesome. So, and anyway, so back to this, it is, it was a good story. Do you think it was worth being six parts? Yes. I think it could have been trimmed, but I didn't, I wasn't, I don't think I was bored at any time. I think you're right, Mike. There was times where they kept on going back and forth, back and forth from, from either the warehouse to the control room or the air traffic control office or, um, you know, and back and forth, back and forth. But um, they always seem to have something to do. So I didn't feel like they were retreading, um, the same plot line over and over again. It just felt like they, and they were just going further. I think introducing, um, uh, was it Samantha? Samantha. Yeah. Yeah. I think introducing her brought new life into the, the second half Mm -hmm. as well as the, um, the new inspector, um, and all that. So you, and the doctor, um, the actual doctor of the airport, um, kind of takes another role so you you get this sort of influx of new characters towards the end so it doesn't feel like you're just seeing the same people over and over again exactly it it felt like it was a multiple cast of characters and they didn't focus because there was times you didn't see jamie for a bit or you didn't see the doctor and mm-hmm. you know, everything like that which was pretty cool and yeah. i thought fraser was awesome as jamie also yeah, he was really good. I mean, I think they could have done it in four if they had to, but it yeah. was fine in six. I mean, and I think that that was the strength of the characters, especially the secondary characters. Yeah, it did not bore me the way that it's, most six-parters do. Mm-hmm. No, agree. After a while, uh, they finally figured out, I think it was J&T, figured out to do the, to split a six-parter into really a four and a two. But... uh Mm. the same story but together uh there'd be just this big scene change but in this case the six parts worked and i wasn't bored no i was not bored at all it moved really quickly in a few parts there was 
but like it felt like in the first two episodes there was so much stuff happening i said this episode should be ending soon and it didn't it just kept on going and stuff mm-hmm. and so it was pretty awesome with that a lot of times too you especially in these early ones and there's so many companions you do see that they're having trouble juggling the companions um and some companions disappear for two or three episodes and then come back and other ones so um the, you know with by the second episode ben and polly are like gone yeah uh, they're off the table and then it becomes the jamie and doctor story which is great and then ben and polly just show up in the last five minutes and you're like oh okay that's i mean that that was that was great actually i'm not a big ben and polly fan so that that suited me quite well nah, yeah they were they were not missed at all i was happy no. to see, see them go no. And it was nice that they were they came back right on the same day that they left, so their their lives could just go on. <laughs> yes. <as they> were. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah, that's true. Even that's though true. their bodies were physically how many years older or something? You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure that was a coincidence that the TARDIS landed on the exact same day that they left. Just and, so, yeah. And no, nobody in the airport seemed to be concerned that they just had this big war machines issue. <laughs> <laughs> All of London was on lockdown and everything like that. No, the animators, the animators did add a um, a newspaper headline about the war machines. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, that's cool. That is really cool that they did that. So it was interesting. Was Polly that much taller than everybody else? Because, like in that final scene, she <laughs> was towering over everybody. And I did I, notice uh, when they did the um, model, when they showed the model sheets for the animated characters, Polly's like way bigger than all the other three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess she really was. I know Fraser isn't that tall because we met him. Well, and so, but it, I haven't, you know, and Patrick's I, not that tall. I didn't think Patrick was that tall. And Mike, I didn't know how tall he was. So, and, you know, so most likely, you know, Annika probably was, you know, five foot five or something and she was towering over everybody <laughs> that's why she had to go she is the tallest one in these telesnaps oh yep. there's a telesnap of the kiss oh <laughs> Ooh. wow so there you go pretty awesome snazzing it around with jamie i uh i didn't mind that she didn't stick around uh, as a companion i i thought she was okay as a character for this story but uh, she didn't strike me as someone that i was like oh i want to see her join the crew um i I did like the fact that she was um a woman of action um which i appreciate um but um apart from that i didn't really feel that she was that stood out enough that i was like yeah i hope she's of course would I take her next? We get what, Victoria? Get Would Victoria. I take her over Victoria in a heartbeat? <laughs> Poor so, yes, Victoria. I kind of I wish she'd said yes because then we wouldn't get Victoria. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, but at least they've announced that they are going to be an, animating that storyline. So, we which will, one is that? Was that hey. Evil? Is that Evil of the oh, Daleks? Evil of the Daleks? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. That's cool. Yep, they've announced Because the next one on the. The next one on deck is is Fury of the Deep, right? Correct. Yeah, and which is I don't know where sometime that falls in the in. I think it'll be sometime in the spring. Yeah, I don't know where that falls in the second Doctor's timeline, though. Um, give me a second, I will look. <laughs> you know, if you know, this is where you guys talk and you know talk about other things. <laughs> while I love. No, no, we'll just we'll just wait. We'll just we'll just wait for you. 
Fury of the Deep. All right. Uh, Doctor Who. Fury of the Deep is 1968. So it's, um, it is also Jamie and Victoria. Mm, so it's after. Oh, episode, that, yeah. that's right. That's where Victoria leaves. Yes. <laughs> so they're going to do Victoria leaving before they do Victoria. <laughs> yeah. The order that they're doing these is very strange, but I, yeah, I don't pretend to know exactly what the Fury, logistics Fury are. of the Deep is not one of my favorite stories. It's got some interesting things, but it's, it's, not great. Uh, <laughs> no, totally understand that. Because I think they announced on, I think over the last two weeks, because um, we had it over on the Earth Station Who Facebook group, which everyone at home, of course, who's listening should join. Absolutely. Nudge, 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 wink, wink. It's always a good thing for you guys to do. Um, right now, I think they are saying... Let's see. I had it here. Da, 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 da. Ah, Lost Doctor Who stories, Evil of the Daleks, and the Abominable Snowmen to be recreated in animation. Ooh. Yeah, I just saw that. And, uh, you know, I'm, 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 at first I was like, oh, a Dalek story. Great. But then I see that it's not written by Terry Nation. So I'm now actually pretty excited to see that story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, because uh, this... Evil of the Daleks actually was supposed to be originally be the last Dalek story. This, Dalek. And it, and it will the, never uh... be a last Dalek story. Yeah, oh, we know that now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> True. You know what, 53 years later? Yes, understandable. <laughs> Come on. That's cool. Did any of you watch the animated Daleks? that came out not yet oh no, no yeah yet. that's that's one thing we should all watch and talk about next time i guess well we have the time why not <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's cool um any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one okay i will say i think the doctor let let them off awfully easy yes oh very much and so he's just like eh, go away maybe i'll help you just well even going up to David Tennant, though they do, he does that, you know, I he offers to help them. That you have one chance, you know, before I basically destroy everything of your existence, you know, and you know, he offers it, and they took him up on it this time, so it's pretty cool. And they they yeah. they didn't exactly kill everyone; they just made miniaturize them and put some of them in cars to stink and and and, you know i mean they were all like following the leader right so once they realized that the leader was doing something stupid they rebelled against him um and uh um i think you know there's a lot to be said for that so um, they do kill the inspector guy in in the airport hangar and and they they, they kill the the fighter pilot too oh yeah Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, sure. they do. So yeah, they they kill those person people, but we destroy two of them also, if you remember. Messily. Yeah. <laughs> very messily. Yeah. So as long as there's a quid pro quo. Exactly. There's okay. a balance there. It's all right. It's all right. Exactly. So so let's go ahead and rate this. One out of five TARDISes, <laughs> one being the worst, five being the best. Kirby, go first. I'd say four. I see, it, it's, it has some plot holes that I 
tried to overlook. But other than that, it was a nice, solid story, and I enjoyed seeing it animated. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it several years ago. And it's it's nice. I liked it. Okay. Awesome. Mr. Mike. Um, I'm going to give it a four as well. Um, and uh, I think, God, I almost think that, you know, it might have been better in this format than if I had just seen it, you know, restored completely. Uh, apart from watching, of course, Patrick and and uh um fraser's um performances um but uh um because i think you know the animation might have added uh something to it that um might not have been there originally but um yeah i thought i thought it was fun uh it's one that i wouldn't mind seeing again so um i'll give it a four well that's a big sign for you to say you know I wouldn't mind seeing this one again. So no, no, no. I, no, I bought no, it. And I don't it, feel it, like I got ripped plus. off. No, definitely. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like. Oh man, I'm never going to watch this again. Uh, no. no, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I might want to actually watch it in color at some point. Ooh, wow, Woo-hoo. that's pretty awesome. All right, Mary, what do you got? I am also going to give it a four. Gee. <laughs> I, mean, I know. But it's, I mean, it's, I, Patrick Troughton is my favorite classic doctor by far. And he's he's really good in this. He really shines. And the story is fun. And it actually holds up over six episodes. And it's kind of, it's really fun to go back and watch this, knowing everything that happens later and seeing all the little seeds, you know, of, of Doctor Who really starting to to come to a form that that we know, like the prototype master, the prototype, the commandant's kind of a prototype brigadier. Oh yeah, very and, much so. I could see yeah. that. And it's just, you know, it, it's it's entertaining. And like Mike, I would I would definitely watch it again. So four. <sighs> you know, I hate it when we all agree on you know <laughs> our numbers. You give it like a four point oh seven or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going funny to, megabyte every once in a while where we often do not agree. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to give this a four and a half. Okay. So, you know, I I read the book years ago. I watched the black and white and I've watched the live action that they have available. And the movie, it worked. The story worked for me. I really enjoyed it. It, you know, it flowed. There wasn't that much Ben and Polly, so I wasn't that annoyed. And <laughs> it, it, it just. It's important. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> and, the irritants. You know, it, it works. You know, sometimes, you know, the doctor watching on the video screen, Ben getting the, you know, the thing, the needle in his neck or something, you know, and being kidnapped. It's just like, okay, there's the obvious thing. And, you know, I almost expected like the, the pilot or whoever it was at the chameleon, you know, almost twirling his mustache, <laughs> try to stop me now, doctor, you know, type thing. And the doctor yelling into the screen, you got to stop this, you know, but we're used to that and, you know, modern trope and everything, but it was a lot of fun and definitely would watch this again and definitely recommend this one. Uh, out of all the restorations, I think we've watched as of recently, I enjoyed this one a lot. This one, like you, we've said at the beginning, the animation was better, the story was better, and it was nice to see the little Easter eggs the animators had put in. So 
definitely worth checking out, folks. But we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at feedback at earthstationwho.com. We definitely would love to hear from you. Join us again next time. We are going to the new series next time. And I had thought we had already reviewed this, but we haven't. We are going to be talking about the Pandorica Opens and the Big Bang. So, so we're going to the 11th Doctor era. So river. Should, exactly. So it should, it's all river song in this one. Or should we call her Cleopatra? So <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. Let me thank our co-host for tonight. Kirby, thank you for sitting in with us tonight. Thanks for inviting me. It's been a while since I've been on with you guys. Yeah, it's been since the last season of Doctor Who when you, we watched a really wonderful orphan story that we won't mention. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, oh, Kirby. Sorry about that. Yeah, we're oh. sorry for having you on with that one, my friend. I wanted to make it up with this. I really did. <laughs> so, any, you want to promote your podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, one of the American co-hosts of a British-based uh, Doctor Who podcast called the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Long story, we're not 20 megabytes. <laughs> but, no, uh, you haven't been for quite some time. Um, we are, we've been going for several years. We've been going through every single story. Uh, we are finishing up uh, Sylvester right now. Uh, two more two more stories and we'll be done with all, having seen all of classic Doctor Who, which is always wow. something I've wanted to do. That and is then, awesome. Uh, then we're going to turn around. We're going to go right on and watch everything up to the present. That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. It's amazing you made it through. Are you going to be doing like the Doctor Who movie and then yes. in any of the, again, big finish? Or are you going uh, just to go right to the TV series? We aren't going to do a uh, big finish. We are going to do the oddball things in between. We're going to do... Uh, Dimensions in Time. Ah. Curse of <laughs> Fatal Death. Curse of Fatal Death uh, and uh, Scream of the Chocolate. I was going to ask about that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you. And Mary, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. This was a really good story to talk about. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Uh, you want to promote your artwork? You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. And Mr. Mike Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure. Always great to talk Doctor Who with you, my friend. Absolutely. So, folks, definitely have a great Thanksgiving if you're here in the States. If you're in Canada or the UK, where we I know we do have a lot of listeners, Thank you guys for listening. And, you know, you guys still have Black Friday like we do here. So, you know, don't spend all your paychecks, you know, definitely would love to, you know, hear from you guys. What, like we said earlier, feedback at Earth Station Who. Join our Facebook group. Join our, you know, groups we have around in other social media because we have ESO Network up on Instagram. We have an Earth Station Who page up on Twitter, which we only post new episodes and every once in a while new Doctor Who stories. But you know, we always forget about Twitter. It's like the bastard child of our <laughs> station. Who. But we definitely would love to talk to you guys. Please have be safe. Do, you know, stay with your loved ones. And just, you know, we'll see you here next time. It's going to be fun opening the Pandorica with you guys. Until then, my name's Mike Faber. We'll see you soon.
Peace. And we're done. Boom. And we're done. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. You have 30 seconds to describe Thunder Talk. It's pop culture. With a twist. It's music. LBGTQ+. And comedy. Well, dark comedy. It's nerd junk. It's comic books. Video games. Conventions. Yeah, nerd junk. And social commentary. It's woke, yo. Yeah, and nerd junk. Woke nerd junk. Thunder Talk is all over the place. Every place you want to be. Thunder Talk is a proud member of the ESO Network. Find us at thundertalk.org and download us on all podcast platforms. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.